Fundraising everywhere. 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 Welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. It's great to have you here. This summer, we're taking a look at some of your favourite Fundraising Everywhere sessions from our on-demand library, available to you on the Fundraising Everywhere podcast for free. We'll be taking a look at TikTok, behavioural science, fundraising strategy, legacies and more. If you missed a previous Best of session, head to wherever you listen to your podcast to find a previous episode. And if you want to see what else we've got coming up at Fundraising Everywhere, head to our website. Now, on to today's episode. Enjoy. So hi and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Nikki Bell and I'm one of the co-founders of Fundraising Everywhere. And I'm very excited to be having a conversation today with Phoebe Saban and Zoe Ama about charity digital skills and what on earth is happening in the sector with digital skills for fundraisers and charities. Um, I'm just going to let our guests introduce ourselves uh, right now. So Phoebe, hi, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Who am I? Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Phoebe and I um, am the customer engagement manager at Just Giving. And uh, I've been there on and off since 2016 in a few roles. Um, and yeah, it's a perfect timing to talk about digital skills, I think, at the moment. So I'm excited for this conversation. Lovely. Thank you for being here. And Zoe. Hi. Hello. I'm Zoe Emma. I run a digital consultancy called Zoe Emma Digital, working with charities. And I'm also the co-author of the Charity Digital Skills Report, which I know we'll be talking about today. Well, let's get stuck straight in with that one. So the Charity Digital Skills Report, what is it? Who is it for? What does it do? Tell me, tell me more. Thanks, Nikki. Yeah, so the Charity Digital Skills Report, for anyone who hasn't come across it before, is basically an annual barometer um, of digital adoption and skills and attitudes and funding and support needs across the sector. So the report was, was founded by myself in 2017, and it's just kind of grown and grown over the years. Um, and what we are tracking, we started by very much focusing on skills, and that is our core focus. But we also look at all the things that where there's big dependency for digital progress across the sector. So that could be what kind of funding do charities need? What kind of support are they getting from leaders? Uh, what do grant makers need to be doing differently? And as we were talking about earlier, Nikki, obviously, how are the digital funding and support needs and skills of different groups, specific marginalised groups. What are we learning about that as well? That's been a big focus this year. Um, so, yeah, that's hopefully in a nutshell what the report is and what it does. And it's for all charities and social sector organisations to get involved in. And the report itself is amazing. And 2017 to now, like what a what a six year <laughs> to cover, like when it comes to digital skills, because I imagine it's been like a um like a big lump up to to the need and what are we what are we seeing now like what is this year's report telling us uh, about where the sector is right now I really like the way you're framing that Nikki because if I think about where we were in 2017 and where we are right now in 2023 yes there has been some progress 
And at the same time, I think we're at a slightly strange, very critical stage, I would say, of where the sector's at with digital. So as, as people who've seen the report over the last couple of years will have, have witnessed, so in 2020, 2021, we saw quite a lot of growth. We saw charities getting more confident with developing a strategic approach to digital, and we saw some improvements in other areas as well. But what we've seen this year in particular is that, it's, it's, I wouldn't describe it as stagnation exactly but i we're not seeing the growth that we saw um in the previous couple of years which i suppose is inevitable in some ways um but there are also other elements coming into play as well so for example uh ai was a big focus of this year's report um what was encouraging and when i know we're going to talk about opportunities today so 66 percent of the charities we spoke to were interested in making the best use of emerging tech such as ai and touchy a massive increase since last year. And uh, the majority of charities, so 78%, agreed that AI is relevant to their charity and could transform it. But of course, you can't truly adopt these new technologies in a really meaningful way without skills and also the right funding and also support as well. So I think that's one of the, the key takeaways for me from the report, that yes, absolutely further progress is coming, but we need to make sure that charities have got the right skills and the right infrastructure and the right leadership in place in order to make the most of these opportunities. And I, so I, I'm, I'm quite a visual person and, and how I see it when I read the report and also like our experience of, of um, supporting fundraisers with, with their skills, I very much see it like uh, like layers. So they, they kind of have like the, the core layer at the bottom, which is like the fundraiser and their, and their skills. And they're trying to like build up these layers of uh, progress and new opportunities, but it's like the layers are coming too fast. And then one of the layers that they knew, let's say Twitter X, for example, just gets ripped from where it was and and now they're having to kind of go back and, and start again but then underneath that core layer uh, where the fundraiser is like the foundations aren't as strong as as, as what they're supposed to be um there was one fundraiser who joined us uh in uh, as, as a member um and in one of her first uh, in, induction calls that she had with us because you get coaching calls with it she said when she'd started in her role uh, her manager who was the only one in the charity with uh you know, fundraising experience, the digital fundraising experience, then left and they weren't looking to replace and she just joined the sector. So now she, you know, she was three months into a job and was the fundraiser who knew everything, but ultimately didn't because obviously like she was fresh to it. And um, for your experience, Zoe, and I'll come to you in a second, Phoebe, like why, why do you, where do you think those challenges are, are coming from? Like what is stopping us from, from making that progress? Mm, I think that's a great question, Nikki, and I think it's great that you're giving that member the support they need as well. I think one of the challenges that we're seeing, and I'm going to particularly focus on, on the skills element of digital before we talk about the bigger picture, mm. is that I think there's something about how we look at skills as a sector. So there's... I think it's we we have to move beyond this thing of skills being this kind of discrete um, siloed product that's just a commoditized thing that we drop into organizations. And 
your experience of the fundraiser you mentioned it's almost that thing of oh well it's just this thing which Mm. someone is sitting with rather than well actually in order for this person to really grow and flourish in a way that's going to help them increase their impact and role and therefore increase the impact of their team and have really positive results the rest of the organization there need to be things sitting under them as you say so they need time to learn they need sort of incentives to learn they need guidance and support and you need some accountability up to leadership as well because you want to be growing those digital skills right across the workforce too. So I think there's something here about how do we approach skills in a strategic way, but also how do we approach digital in a strategic way as well? It's not a kind of discrete thing we can draw edges around in every organisation. It's a fundamental part of our MO as charities and as a sector as well. We really need to own that in order to make the most of it. Thank you. That's a great answer. And Phoebe, what about yourself? What are we? What challenges are we seeing with, with digital skills? Yeah, well, I think touching on a couple of things there, I think I, I definitely picked up on a couple of interesting points from the report about that sort of, we don't want to say the word stagnation, but sort of the no change of a couple of stats that were the same from the previous year about um, the biggest char- uh, challenges that charities are facing in terms of digital, needing to upskill their volunteers or staff, that they're too busy firefighting, mm. uh, that they sort of don't know where to begin or how to progress. Um, and a lot of that will come into the time and resource barriers and things like that. But um, something that we've also seen, especially correlates with um, Blackboard's status of UK fundraising findings is a uh, is the correlation between digital maturity and income growth and decline. And the more successful you are at being digitally mature, the ultimately the more successful you'll be in terms of income and service delivery and supporter growth. But another thing that we've seen in that feedback is um, another barrier is a lack of confidence in in sort of digital upskilling as something that holds people back. So a fear of getting it wrong or thinking that they're not tech savvy or that it's for a younger demographic. Um, And so when we're talking about skills as this sort of pot, um, we sort of uh, exist to sort of tell them that that's not true. It's a skill like anything else and it can be taught and anyone can learn it we just need the right time or the right coaching or the right practice or the right infrastructure in your organization so um yeah i think that that's another barrier that we should certainly be sort of focusing on to try and let people sort of into this world that people are sitting on like we just mentioned yeah and how are we actually seeing that play out like on the front line when it comes to people fundraising what's what's happening now compared to what we've seen over the past few years Yeah, um, I mean, it's good to see, I think what the report touched on, if I'm right, is that there were a couple of pots of advanced or advancing, um, particularly for smaller charities. And I think that's certainly the case of what we're seeing sort of play out in fundraising. People are sort of the wear of many hats, as we know, in in small charities. Um, And so they are giving it a go and they haven't really got a choice sort of to to not, I would say. Um, So... We are seeing that play more of a part in people spread quite thinly, but uh, across many different roles or or hats to try and sort of achieve their fundraising um, outcomes. Um, But in terms of confidence, there's some of it, which is also from fundraiser side of things as well. So uh, charities sort of sharing more information with their fundraisers to try and upskill everybody, whether it be charities themselves or the fundraisers. to help sort of raise more online and and uh, achieve their goals. So, yeah, I would say there's a lot of correlations and a lot of alignment with with the results that we've seen in that report. Nice. And I love the statistic that it was uh, 59% want to improve their online fundraising. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I think that's, you know, even though the challenges are there and people, you know, they're, they're stressed and struggling. Like it is so hard right now and they know yeah. they need to do it and they want to do it. And I, I, I love that, that like that desire was, was still there that, and that there is a lot of hope and stuff. So one of the things that we've been doing like through this year, and I'd like to think that we've done it since day one is when we're talking to fundraisers, we are always like leaning on that hope and opportunity part, because it is there if the right support, like you've already kind of touched on already as to what that could look like is, is there. Um, and we will get into in this conversation as well, like some other ways maybe that we can support people to break down some of those other barriers. But one thing to highlight, and you know, you two are probably more pros at this than me, this is not going to be a quick job um, because we have seen that acceleration over the pandemic and COVID like out, out of necessity. And then people are, are trying to balance that with going back to, in you know, air quotes, the new normal, um, which is just a, a bit of a mess in itself, like with the cost of living crisis and everything. So yeah, people have got a lot on their, on the, a lot on their plates. Um, so but they're doing amazingly well and that, uh, and they're still interested and they're still curious. And I, for one, I'm, I'm really, me and Simon are split on this one. I'm really excited by AI, um, but he's quite, um, uh, suspicious isn't the word of it, but he's a bit like dubious of it. He's like, oh, is this going to be like another blockchain thing? So me and him might have to have like a debate podcast uh, with some backup or something or, or a conversation on that in the future. Because I think that for fundraisers is, is huge, like when it comes to creativity and, and time saving. So yeah, some exciting things are, are coming. And um, but before we get into the opportunities, um, and I suppose to, touching on the on the risks part as well, are there any other uh, statistics and, and key findings um, from that report away from you know like the the the, the need and, and stuff that have, have stood out to you? Zoe, I'm going to come to you uh, first on that one, and then and then Phoebe, uh, if you can share as well. Yeah, sure. So a couple of other things that I'd mention is that if we think about where charities are at with digital, and we were talking earlier about foundations, there are still some really critical things that charities haven't got in place. And this is not the fault of the charities. I do want to stress point. Mm. I think it's to do with something else that's highlighted in the report, which is the lack of funding that there is right now for digital. Mm. And that includes funding for some really basic things like infrastructure, like websites, like CRM, which I know are not sexy, exciting things to fund, but they're absolutely critical to how charities need to operate and how they need to meet the needs of their communities every single day. And of course, most critically to fundraise as well. Um, so 54% of the charities that we spoke to said that they were facing significant challenges with their CRM. So more than half of charities are facing those challenges. So I think that is, is highlights one of the big challenges we're seeing. Yes, the appetite is there. Yes, the hope is there. And we need grant makers to come on board with really supporting charities where they need to go with this stuff because it's it's mission critical. It's essential for generating income, delivering services and better understanding the communities that charities support. Thank you. And I was just writing down an idea there. So we've got our grants and major donors conference in December. And so I'm going to make sure that that's a a focus of that we'll have like a, a digital section in there and, and we'll get some grant makers involved and we'll we'll get them involved in that discussion thank you phoebe what about yourself um obviously i'm coming at this from a digital fundraising sort of angle so i think um there was a list of top ambitions for digital skills and and two out of the top five 
which might have been similar to previous years, were to attract more funding and to attract more donations um, as a reason to sort of upskill or improve digital skills for charities. So that's really positive, I think, to, to hear that, you know, it goes hand in hand um, and that the two can be um, beneficial to each other. Um, and yeah, I think the other positive spin from, from the report is that, as we touched on a little bit earlier, that the appetite does seem to be there. Um, so as so we just touched on with sort of the grant makers and funding, once that is hopefully in place or, you know, once a bit more work is put in, into that side of things, then make it more readily available, more accessible um, as possible. Then um, I think it was three quarters or something of charities that said that it's much more of a great um, priority for their organisation this year. So it feels like it's quite an exciting time to mm. sort of be talking about how charities can be accessing these things or what should be offered to them. Um, so, yeah, I think it's there were some risks and challenges in there, but I think there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of sort of positive um, points to take away from, from this as well. Nice. So, yeah, let's lean into that opportunities part then. So if we can nail this, if we can give like more support to fundraisers, if there's time there, if there's fundraising, what reasonably can we see happen like for fundraisers as individuals and the sector as a whole over the next year, the next two years, if we can start to work at this and give people what they need? So I'm going to come to you because you have that like six years like oversight in, in this. Like what can you see happening and what's the opportunity there for us? Well, I think there's lots of really positive things that could come from it. Um, I think in terms of growing skills, then ultimately in terms of fundraisers, that should lead to more income being generated, right? And more income being generated through digital channels. And of course, that ripple effect right through to leaders developing their own digital skills and obviously really thinking about the role that digital plays in our organizational strategies as well. So if we take AI as a, a case in point, how is that going to improve charity services? Is it going to help charities be able to scale what they do in terms of services, give better, you know, better advice in some ways because they were able to um, use these channels to support more people as well. So I think there are definitely lots and lots of opportunities to, to play for. And if I could wave my magic wand, I mean, it's basically ultimately about increasing the impact of the sector, isn't it? And helping it um, undertake the, the, the good that it delivers at scale, reaching and supporting more people. Thank you. That's excellent. That sounds like a exciting and bright future. I imagine loads of fundraisers like listen to that and be like, "Yes, that's what I need. I'd love to get there." Uh, Phoebe, what about for yourself and 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 that trickling down as well, like to to people in in communities? Like, what can you, uh, what positive things can you see uh, come from this? If we can start giving the support there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ultimately making more of an impact, whether it be fundraisers uh, in the communities or fundraisers at charities difficult term when you're, when you're working at just giving fundraisers on both sides of the um but or sort of uh closing that gap i think the closing knowledge gaps closing the gaps between some people in an organization uh having all the skills some people sort of still in the dark about some of the skills that they could be um learning there but yeah ultimately it's about making more of an impact, raising more on online, um, particularly for, for us to, to see charities doing that and to feel confident in, in doing so and confident in sort of the advice that they can be offering their own supporters as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, whether or not 
we exist to sort of help charities do more good. So whether or not it's uh, someone in a community that wants to raise a few hundred pounds for their local school, or it's a fundraiser at a charity that's working on their first digital fundraising campaign, we're sort of here to help invest in helping people and charities feel confident with digital and the skills that they can be learning and, and putting into practice. Brilliant. And from a fundraiser perspective, I can totally see this being really empowering. Like if you were in a role that built your skills like that and you knew what you were doing and you knew where the opportunities were, like that feels amazing. Um, and it's not, you know, making people do more with less because like that's that's not it at all. But when you can, you know, automate things or you know where you're spending your time and it's in the right place and you're actually seeing results, that as a fundraiser feels amazing. And how fantastic would it be if the charity sector was known for being leaders in in digital and communications and fundraising and the talent that would want to come and join us, like to hone their skills there. And I think for how we can use digital, it is so much different and maybe more creative than other sectors. And it also like does good, like you said, Phoebe. Um, So yeah, I think that there's a huge opportunity there when it comes to to people uh, and talent and and retention um, and opportunity as well. So I'm excited to see that shift. I wonder what the digital skills report 2024 will look like. And, and if uh, some of those statistics have kind of like balanced out or, or gone the other way. Um, but yeah, there's this, this exciting stuff there. And I know all of us in, in this uh, conversation are part of pushing change forward and, and being involved in that. So um, yeah, I appreciate what you are both doing as individuals and in your own communities to, to boost those skills. So I know we've talked as well about how like a lot of this like falls to like leaders and, and funding to, to help bridge that gap. But for a fundraiser listening to this and they're like fired up by it and they're like, I want to like put the graft in, like I want to find out like where I can go and like build my own skills. Like what can they do uh, to get started with maybe their own digital skills learning journey? Like where can they go? Like how can they find time for that? What have you seen work uh, as well for other people um, in the in the sector? Uh, Zoe, I'll come to, to you. Yeah, sure. So I think that one of the first things you need to do is to, I mean, actually your job description is a really good place to begin as a fundraiser. Um, So to look at all those different responsibilities that you have and think about, well, how am I using digital as part of achieving these responsibilities? Are there ways in which I could use digital to achieve these things even more efficiently or to do different things, to innovate? And then to perhaps multiply that up a bit and think, well, if I learn these things and other people on my team grow their skills as well, how could our team um, generate more income, have more impact? be more innovative. So I think taking that real kind of collective leadership type approach to this stuff is really, really important. And obviously your starting point on that is always going to be about data. So even if you do something quite informal in your team or across the organization, getting some data on where your organization is at with its digital skills, where the warm spots and the cold spots are, so that you can start to identify who's the beacons of best practice here, which other staff could learn from, where are the people who might need a bit more support, and then looking at all these different places where you can support them. So that could be the amazing work that fundraising everywhere is doing. It can be organisations like Charity Digital as well, where I'm a trustee, you know, even NCVO have got some great resources on their website too. So I think there's lots of places where organisations can turn to. It's just about starting with what is the problem that we're trying to solve here and how is that evidenced by data so that we can then track our progress and make sure that we're really got a clear plan for how we can grow these skills. 
Brilliant. Thank you. And yes, shout out to those other places doing amazing things um, as well. We were involved at Charity Digital. We're involved with fundraising everywhere right at the beginning, I think back in 2019. So I uh, got, a, got a lot of love for the team. Uh, Phoebe, from you. Um, yeah, I mean, it was great to see that self-service and sort of learning from peers <clears throat> was um was a preferred way of learning for charities um, in the report findings as well. So yeah, at Just Giving, we also offer lots of tips and coaching um, for charities to find through various channels. So whatever works best for for the individuals that are trying to to learn and upskill there. So whether it be a webinar or a blog, I think it's about keeping an open mind, keeping an ear out for um, sort of what your peers are doing, what other charities are doing that are either in a similar sort of cause circle to you or something completely different, but you've seen them run an amazing digital campaign and that's sort of what you're looking at for your next priority um so i think it's about obviously if you have the time and resource uh consuming as much as possible of sort of the relevant information um but yeah it's useful also just to know that if you're a charity uh on just giving then we're also coaching your fundraisers along the way so your supporters so for anyone that is sort of time resource poor that is also being looked after i know that crm was a big um was a big sort of blocker in in the report findings and we are speaking to your supporters on your behalf to try and help coach them along to raise more money for you so i think it's just about um working out ways that you can either do things more I don't want to say more efficiently because everyone's always working very hard, especially in smaller organizations. But yeah, whether or not it's that digital can be something that can actually help you in the future. It's about sort of learning those skills to then see the uh, results in future once you've sort of got yourself across them. Yeah. And that data can show you what you shouldn't be spending your time yeah. on. And like, that's exactly. a wonderful thing to be like, oh, actually that's not working. Let's get rid of that and then or tone it down and then spend some time where something else is working. Like that's. Yeah. That's and it can be, it can be scary to do the whole test and learn thing, but if you can learn from peers and, and hear what they've tested and learned, then it might save you <laughs> some time as well. <laughs> Well, on that note, something else is uh, that that was lovely. We didn't even like plan that, but that's that's wonderful. Um, so there's something else that's gone live uh, today as well um, that will be wonderfully helpful um, to uh, fundraisers looking to boost their uh, digital skills and, and digital fundraising skills. So fundraising everywhere and just given have had a wonderful partnership um, since we. Um, well, since we founded in, in 2019. So we both have um, a lot of goals that over, uh, overlap um, where we want to support fundraisers to be the best that they could possibly be so that they can raise more money. You know, they're spending their time uh, where it's going to give them the most return, but ultimately uh, that they feel amazing while they are doing it. So this year, uh, Just Given have funded 100, 100 uh, membership places so that you so the fundraiser listening to this, if you're interested in building your charity digital skills, which it sounds like from the report that you do, you can come in and you can learn for free. Obviously, it's been funded, so it's not 100% free um, to, to boost those skills. So what we have done, so over the past four years, we have hosted over 400 sessions on our platform, which has all been your peers. It's people in the sector that have tried things. They've learn things, things have gone well, things haven't gone well. And then we have uh, suppliers who have this big overarching insight. And we've pulled together a program of modules and sessions for you to learn. And once you have completed this, we will be supporting you, much like Just Give and Do, um, to apply this to your work as well. And that has launched today. And it's at fundraisingeverywhere.com forward slash 
digital learning grant. Check it, like literally checking my notes on that one. Um, so please do go and check that out because we are going to be training you over the next six months. Um, this is free for you to take part in. Thanks to Just Given. Um, it's all been curated with your digital skills in mind. Um, and it's also been put together with the view that we want this to be easy for you to take part in. So there's nothing in this which is going to take, you know, a huge chunk of your daytime out. You can do like 10 minutes here and, and 20 minutes there. It's all accessible and built around uh, your work day. Um, and we are going to be there every month. We have um, workshops, virtual workshops that you can come into and learn how to get the most out of the grant. Uh, we're going to be signposting the sessions um, that are relevant to where you are on your digital journey. Um, and we are going to be coming back to you at the end as well to find out how that has supported you in your role, how it's made a difference, and then how to continue on, on that journey onwards. So I'm super excited about that and really grateful to the team at Just Given for, for making that happen. Um, but Phoebe, from your side, like why why did you folks like want to get involved in this um, and, and pull this together? Yeah, I mean, I think it's perfect timing, a perfect match of all the resources sort of being pulled together, um, especially given all the cost of living, um, it, we're seeing a significant increase in, well, seeing a significant issue for digital progress um, of charities. I think that it's a great time for this to be offered. Um, there's less time to spend on tools and upskilling. So it's great that we can be offering this free to um, charities and, and their um, fundraisers to, to upskill themselves and and hopefully, yeah, go into 2024 um, feeling more confident, more skilled, um, ready to ready to tackle the challenges they face this year. Nice. And there's going to be a hundred people in there as well. So one of the things that I'm keen to do with this is like create like a little community within the community. Um, so those hundred people are on the, the same part almost of the of their digital um, journey. So you also have like that peer support as well from those people, as well as the learning um, and the training um, that'll, that'll come through. Like Zoe, I think that's one of the first times that you're, you're hearing about that. How does that sound? Oh, it sounds amazing. It's just, brilliant to hear about this initiative and I think it's going to make such a difference across the sector so well done to both of you for putting it together thank you thank you so if um if you're listening to this and you want to find out more about it please do go to fundraisingeverywhere.com forward slash digital learning grant it has all the details on there as well as the form to apply again for accessibility and being mindful of your time uh, that form isn't like hefty or extensive it's just telling us about your experience and how you're going to apply this you don't have to be a just given um customer to have this it's open to anyone and everyone in the uk and uh, around the world so um please do uh, apply to that um, and we will be letting people know very soon like within the next uh, few weeks because we're going to be kicking this off in november um, so I'm really, really excited to get stuck into that and uh, and start supporting people with that. So fundraisingeverywhere.com forward slash digital learning grant. Now, I'm sure people listening to this as well are really keen to read this report that we've been uh, talking about. And Zoe, we mentioned at the beginning of the call, like for me, I, reports are... Um, difficult for me sometimes to engage with. You know, I, I, I find them um, quite... Uh, dry sometimes but yours is just wonderful so I love how you start off like setting the scene in the big picture I loved all the stuff around uh, the, the EDI and just really setting the scene of who's in this that people can see the big picture but also just how it was laid out and how it flowed and how it told that story so huge well done uh, to you and anyone involved in that for making that happen because it's a beautiful report with such amazing uh, content in that so if anyone wants to come and download that which I'm sure is everybody listening and um, where can they where can they go and do that 
Thank you, Nikki. And absolutely, as you say, um, I'm really grateful to the team that I work with on this. And please do check out the findings on EDI as well in the um, the digital skills, funding and support needs of specific marginalised groups. So thank you for flagging those. Um, so if you go to charitydigitalskills.co.uk, uh, you can see all the key stats there and resources. And also, if you wish to download a PDF, you can do that too. Thank you. And if anyone wants to come and find you and, and learn more about you and, and your work or, or chat with you, where can they where can they do that? Um, feel free to shoot me an email. I'm on Zoe at zoeamma.com and our consultancy also have a website as well, zoeamma.com. Nice. Oh, there you go. I love that. <laughs> Keep it simple. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's on point. Uh, and Phoebe, if people want to come and chat with you and find out more about your work and, and how we're um, helping them fundraise, like through Just Given and all of the amazing things that they're doing, um, how can they how can they come and chat to you? I'm sure you'll see my face and hear my voice on various sort of webinars and resources that we're putting out in the world. But um, feel free to drop me a line on LinkedIn or, yeah, you can email me as well. Mine's phoebe.sabin at justgiving.com. Lovely. Well, I appreciate you both uh, so much for for joining us and having this conversation. I know that you're both incredibly busy people, and um, but it's been so lovely to to catch up and chat about all of this. And then, yeah, maybe in uh, in in May next year, we'll have a chat on the other side about like how that grant has gone, and and then definitely Zoe will get you back uh, this time next year to see how hopefully that's that's boosted some of those those stats uh, in that. So thank you again for pulling all of that together, um, and thank you for being here. Great to chat to you both. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not share it with a fundraising friend? And if you would like to give us a little like or subscribe, it really helps more fundraisers like you find us. Thank you so much. See you next time.